0: welcome to the premiere podcast of the age sage where we'll be connecting the generations here's a sneak preview of today's sage But I want to tell
1: my young listeners that I started interviewing seniors when I was in my 30s and I started to have like a second father who was uh, 65 and he walked through like 30 years of my life. So when I say we got to listen to seniors, it sounds self-serving because I am one. No, what I'm saying is when I was young, I was doing this Mm. (laughs) and and I still am young compared to some of my seniors who have 30 years on me and some of them say, oh, you're just a kid, <laughs> or or they'll say you ain't seen nothing yet because seniors have seen so much. So he, when they tell you that <laughs> I've seen it all, well, they might not have seen it all, but they've seen a lot. And if you can think about somebody you know who's lived through seven, eight, nine, ten decades, think about chopping up those decades into little chunks of history. They have seen a lot. So young people don't tolerate seniors. Go after them. So I would encourage young people not to look at seniors with disdain. Not to look with a slight hint of derision in your voice saying, oh, they're old school. And for seniors, I want to encourage them not to throw out the baby with the bathwater, literally. If you see a tattoo, it's not the end of the world. But if you look, you'll find them. Because I did, I, as a young person in my 20s and 30s, I found seniors, and that's when I started interviewing them.
0: Hello and welcome. I am Kenneth Burns here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am the producer for the senior editor, which we'll talk about in a minute why he is the senior editor. And we are, this is the premiere of a fantastic podcast uh, that we're so excited about. Whether you're a senior in college or a senior in retirement years, this podcast is for you. Uh, Robert LaCosta, how are you?
1: Hey, you're down in Nashville. I'm up here in small Benign, New York, as they call it. And that's in upstate New York. For those people who don't know, we're just south of the border by about three hours. So we've got some <laughs> Canadian friends to the north and uh, New Yorkers to the south. That's right. And I'm an old I'm, Jersey boy. And, the reason, and I'm originally
0: from New York, so... Yeah,
1: there you go. So <laughs> And we're going to be uh, talking to seniors, hopefully all over the world. Now, um, when we talk about seniors in high school, college, or a senior citizen, we're going to be talking about how these seniors have grappled with a lot of the issues of life and um, how they could pass that on to some of our listeners, just mm. as if they were the children or grandchildren of the
0: person we're interviewing. Wow. Well, Robert, let me read this real quick, because this, this sums it up really well for our, for the audience. That, Uh, The quintessential host, which is you, has been deep diving into the senior soul for over, this is insane, three decades. That's a long time. That's right. Yeah. His 30-year retiring retirement column, Crown of Glory radio show, and intriguing celebrity and senior down-the-block interviews reveal an atomic season of life. That's pretty amazing. In an age of rapid and youthful technological dominance, LaCosta invites us to sit down, and chill with the voices of the time tested. That is important, right there. Time tested, and we'll get to that in a minute too. But peek into the senior heart as Lacosta unveils the critical role and reasons of aging and those who are finishing strong. Uh, real quick, and we'll get into a couple of things. But when you say finishing strong, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, um, I used to be a basketball coach in. And games are won in the fourth quarter. And it's it happens almost all the time. I remember uh, Tom Brady and um, going against the New York Giants, and somebody asked Eli Manning about one of their matchups. And he said, I don't know what the score is going to be, and I don't know who's going to win. But the one thing I know, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> that's and the, right. And, and the Patriots and the Giants always came down to the fourth quarter. And that's in life. That is really true. The, part of the impetus for this uh, podcast and my 30-year run of interviewing seniors is, number one, we don't want to put seniors out to pasture. Mm. Why? Because seniors have the gold. I mean, they've been through two, three, sometimes four generations. They've actually seen history. They've lived history. So it's an old lesson. But more than that, Kenny, what's really happening is that we, we do have Facebook. And, and the CEO of Facebook isn't even 40 years old. Right. And look how much power he has. One time I read about Google, there was like 40 IT guys in the room. They looked around. One guy said, Hey, look at us. We're all under 40 and we're controlling the information that goes out to 7 billion people. Now that's, that could be good and fresh, but it could also be scary if, if they don't have the wisdom on how to handle these positions. And that's not a, Uh, commentary on whether they do or they don't. I'll leave that to the uh, listeners' uh, discretion. But what I'm saying is, never has it been more important to hear from seniors. Now, one of the reasons I'm doing this, and I'll be interviewing seniors as we go along. Today, you're interviewing me as a senior, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I want to tell my young listeners that I started interviewing seniors when I was in my 30s. And I started to have, like, a second father who was uh, 65. And he walked through, like, 30 years of my life until he passed at uh, uh, 95. So when I say uh, we got to listen to seniors, it sounds self-serving because I am one. No. What I'm saying is when I was young, I was doing this. Mm. <laughs> and, and And I still am young compared to some of my seniors who have sure. 30 years on me. And some of them say... Oh, you're just a kid. <laughs> or, or they'll say, You ain't seen nothing yet. When, when the World Trade Center got hit, Kenny, we had, I'm in the hearing field. So I, I fit, that's my full time job is to fit hearing aids. I'm a specialist and that's all I do. And when 911 happened, it was all over the television. Everybody remembers where they were on 911. And yes. I was working. And I was at a health fair and I had to close up uh, my booth. Well, I got tracked down by one of the seniors who at that time was probably in his 80s. So he had lived through, you know, the wars, World War II, uh, the depression, and maybe some of the 20s at that point. I can't remember. And he called me up and I, I said, do you really want to come in and get a hearing aid today? He goes, oh, I went through World War II. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that day, we had one of our busiest days of the month in the hearing aid. Nobody canceled their appointments because seniors have seen so much. So when they tell you that, (laughs) I've seen it all. Well, they might not have seen it all, but they've seen a lot. And if you can think about somebody you know who's lived through seven, eight, nine, ten decades, think about chopping those decades into little chunks of history, they have seen a lot.
0: I think that's so important, um, what you hit on right there, because that that is so true. And it's imperative, as you said, for seniors to be involved in the lives of young ones and young ones in the, in the lives of seniors. Because again, like you said, they have a plethora of wisdom to give to people and experience, which is, I mean, we can all Google something and you can get an answer but to hear it from experience, to hear what somebody, how somebody else walked through it, it definitely gives you a lot more. I, w- I don't want to use the word security, but it definitely gives you something different and much more. There's much more substance to it than just going and, and finding the answer on Google because that might not be the right answer. But when you have somebody that's walked through, whether it's marriage, whether it's finances, whether it's whatever it is, you have somebody that can give you a, a solid answer. Now, you've talked a little bit about. Um, you know, how you've, you've uh, interviewed seniors and you've talked about your hearing aid uh, business as well, which deals a lot with seniors too. But I want to, I want to really hone in on your qualification specifically. What exactly is your credentials? Why are you qualified to do this?
1: Well, there's a couple of reasons why I think I'm qualified. Number one is, you know, they say, uh, one of the ways you can tell if you're really meant for something is if you don't feel like you're working. Ah. When I'm talking to seniors, I'm just, like, sitting at the feet of wisdom. I don't feel, I don't even feel like I'm interviewing. I don't feel like I'm writing. You know, I've written hundreds and hundreds of pieces. Uh, one, my retirement column is still running here in upstate New York. I'm the founder of something that was called the Senior Source, uh, one of upstate New York's uh, first senior citizen papers back in the 80s when um, oh. uh, desktop publishing first came out. I'll never forget one of my first articles was on an old couple that hitched it at the ripe old age of 80, and we did a big Valentine wow. special on them. So I've been writing about seniors. I remember writing about a senior in Syracuse, New York, who um, was um, a bodybuilder, and he said he outlifted the 40-year-olds in the gym. Now, that was a long wow. time ago. That was like 30 years ago before gym rats were really Uh, uh, you know, a popular thing. Yeah. This guy was, I'll never forget it. I interviewed, uh, the late great Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney is, um, he called himself the most widely read English writer in uh the world at the time he wow. was doing uh, three newspaper columns uh, there's a lot of young people out there who don't even know what newspaper columns are but they're kind of <laughs> like a podcast today yeah. um he was writing books and he was doing uh 60 minutes on cbs and um he was also doing appearances and all sorts of stuff um, and he said uh, to me what i wrote 30 years ago i look back on it and today it's trash. Now, Andy Rooney is this like famous famous uh figure and he's yeah. saying that even at his age he's st- he was still learning, you know. Uh, interviewing Charlie Daniels, the late great Charlie Daniels. Yes. You, yes. you you would know him down in Nashville, yep. great great country artist. Uh devil went down to Georgia fame mm-hmm. and he he was saying about like I asked him Charlie, why are you so involved with veterans? And he said, well, I lived down, you know, near, I think he said he lived down near Fort Sumner or something. He grew up and he'd see ships and stuff like that. And he just always admired, you know, the guys who were in service. You know, these things form people. And and then as they see things, like a World War II, like a Vietnam or whatever they've lived through, they have such texture that you mentioned Google earlier. You know, you don't always get the texture out of Wikipedia.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Nope. But then you hear Charlie Daniels and he'll do uh, a great version of Americana or patriotic song. And you're saying, where does this guy get this vibe from? It's from his life. And yes. that's what you get when you get seniors. Now, again, getting back to my credentials, I also pull deeply from the exam room. When I see people, we have to test their hearing and uh, here, here! You and I are in the communications business, Kenny. And mm-hmm. could you imagine uh, wh- what you would do if you couldn't hear me right now? You- you'd be dead. In the I water. wouldn't. <laughs> you- you'd be dead in the water. Pete yeah. Pete Townsend, who was like a boyhood idol of mine, uh, he was the uh, uh, lead founder of um, the Who and creator of the rock operas and so many uh, anthemic songs. He used to put his ear right into the. Um, uh, speakers, and today he can't hear. And he said he's kind of socially embarrassed by that. So that oh. I get those kind of people, not Pete Townsend, but I get those kind of people in, and they have a very serious handicap. We call it the invisible disability. It's—it's mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, Helen Keller said that when you lose your vision, you lose touch with things. When you lose your hearing, you lose touch with people. That's very profound coming from Helen Keller. Wow. So that is what I see every day. I see people that are hurting, people in need, people with a handicap. You know, a person might come in and they just lost their spouse. They they could have lost a son uh, mm. or a daughter. Um, they could be battling cancer. I have several patients right now who are battling cancer. I mean, the things I see and hear in the exam room, I feel make me very qualified to dig into the senior soul. I kind of just... Know them. You know, it's kind of like, and it's, I was born into a family where my dad was 50 years old when I was born. So I was born into senior citizens. Interesting. I did not know that. And, okay. and the other thing is, uh, growing up in the 60s and 70s, Kenny, I knew all about the generation gap. And the generation gap for our young listeners who don't really understand it was that in the 1960s, the youth culture, the hippie culture felt Like, don't trust anybody over 30 is, you know, what I think Townsend said. My generation, hope I die before I get old. Uh, These were the anthems of the 60s rebellious culture. And basically, they were kind of kicking seniors out of their culture. They didn't want them around anymore, you know. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You know, there's real jaded kind of sensation about older people where in other cultures, Older people are admired and um, you know just uh, totally honored. Uh, Unfortunately, some of the other cultures are borrowing from Western culture, which is like, okay, put them in a nursing home or something. I don't know what I don't. I I shouldn't. That's a terribly blanket statement. But any rate, the bottom line is, I feel I'm qualified because I've been through all these things. And as far as writing goes, I would say that I've probably written longer about more seniors than any writer in America, I don't know anybody who's interviewed more seniors over 30 something years than I have, because most of those writers haven't lived that long.
0: Well, I I have to agree with you. I I mean, I don't personally know that anybody either (laughs) except you. So now I know you. I know the guy who does it. So so here's the thing, too. I was thinking there is this you and I have talked about this is that there's essentially there's like a bridge of, you know, you have the younger millennials and you have the boomers. Can you kind of go through, I mean, we have a, and I want to say to the people listening right now, we have some fantastic content coming out that you really are going to want to watch out for and listen to because there's a lot going to be coming out uh, on this podcast. But I, I want to say is in the aspect of the bridge that's between those two, what do you think it is that's going to bridge that that gap? What, what brings it together? What's going to mold that together to help people see kind of not only where it's going, but what is that little thing in the middle that says that's the hot, that's the sweet spot between the the two, if you will.
1: That's funny. Uh, You know, I, as a guy of faith, I I have some biblical background that I reach into. And I would say that the bridge, the deck of the bridge, actually not the deck of the bridge, the deck of the bridge is where the senior and the senior in college meet, right? You know, the young people and the old people and the middle people and the sandwich Mm -hmm. generation, that's the deck. But the pillars, the, the actual foundation in, in the river that you're crossing mm-hmm. is humility. So wow. what do I mean by that? I'd say as a guy who is aging and feels it and used to play sports, I, I can't do what I used to do. Gotcha. And I went to a neurologist and she, I said, hey, listen, I, I'm a, I, I write really fast. And every once in a while, I forget a word. She goes, so what? <laughs> she goes, so what? You know, yeah. it, it, she, this is a neurologist. I was expecting her to say you're dying tomorrow or something. I don't know, you know, but she said your brain just isn't thinking and processing down here as fast as you used to. And she said, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. that's, that's humbling, Kenny. Yeah. yeah, a man doesn't want to hear that. No, no. No, we got to keep going full speed ahead. <laughs> <You gotta> go. <laughs> and for the young person, that pillar, the other pillar, you know, if we're talking about a bridge analogy here, their their pillar is humility. Because um I, I was told by a, a young person in her 20s who will hopefully be joining us. Yes. Um she said that you know, young people say we, we don't need the seniors. We we have everything right at our fingertips we, right. why do we need to you know seniors might talk too slowly or if I had to call up mom and dad or grandpa you know their hearing aid might be whistling I don't, <laughs> I don't know the, the The bottom line is there's a lot of young people who admire love cherish the older generation but when I was young you know I had to learn a lot of that I'd, I'd get behind a senior driver and I'd be on their tail I, I'd I'd be, you know, I, I didn't want to wait for somebody who was walking too slow. And I had to learn that stuff. And it's just ironic that of all the things in the world, I end up in the senior field when I was so impatient as a young person. So young people, I'd encourage you, don't tolerate seniors. Go after them. Cherish wow. them. When I was in my 20s, I went after this man, Royal, who became like second father, a spiritual dad to me. And he walked through my spiritual diapers and my <laughs> spiritual adolescence and my spiritual growing up, and um, he was just amazing. I'll never forget someone uh, telling me, you know, you're out of sorts. Go talk to Royal. <laughs> and, uh, and I yeah. would tell people who would uh, maybe come in to his company at a men's retreat or something, and maybe there was addiction or who knows, pornography, whatever, whatever it was they're dealing with, alcoholism, drugs. And I'd say to him, go see that man Royal over there. Uh, (laughs) Go get a hug from him. Wow. And he would just, his, the anointing of just the hug, he was so kind Mm. and a brilliant man, you know, PhD in chemistry, 50 patents. Wow. No one ever called him Dr. Cutler. You know, it was Royal. Yep. Royal was a father. So I would encourage young people not to look at seniors with disdain, not to look with them as, you know, uh, with a slight hint of derision in your voice saying, oh, they're old school. You know, don't, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Sometimes old school is good. Yeah, and, and for seniors, I want to encourage them not to throw out the baby with the bathwater literally if you see a tattoo it's not the end of the world um i have this funny cartoon where it's a it's an old man standing next to a young man and the old man um has on uh pants that are up to his belly button and the young man has pants halfway down his rear end and 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 then they there's that little thinking thing you know they have in the cartoons and they're yes. both like thinking, oh, you look at that. (laughs) So I'm encouraging that seniors and and seniors in college or wherever you are in life, bridge that gap, walk over the gap, get that hug and see if you don't get like a new Mm. friend, a new world opening up. And and by the way, Kenny, I want to emphasize this, that could take time. Mm. You know, maybe you're not going to just go pick a senior off the shelf, like you do a humble knickknack or something. It's, it may not happen that way, yep. but if you look, you'll find them. Cause I did, I, as a young person in my twenties and thirties, I found seniors and that's when I started
0: interviewing them. It's fantastic. I, a couple of things stand out to me right away. And I love the first thing that you said was humility. I mean, how can you really succeed? I mean, especially with your soul still intact without humility. You can do all these great things, but at the end of it, it's what, what did we give and not what, what did we gain. And I love that even with my kids, too. I mean, I see whether we're walking to Walmart, you can tell like these the seniors will look over at the kids with awe. And I'd say, go over. So go say hi to them because it means so much to them. You don't know if they're alone or, you know, all they have is their dog and they want you to come pet their dog. It just, it means so much. And then it, the kids get something out of it too, because they re, they, they're they getting doted upon too. So there's just a special connection, I think, with that. And I think, again, that we're, we're going into a generation where people are more, the social atmospheres change so much, where the seniors were all about coming together as actual people, like together. It's about being together, having these conversations face-to-face, working it out face-to-face, working it out within the family, not writing, you know, scathing remarks on, you know, social media where now. So these seniors, when you, when you go out to them, it means a lot to them because again, uh, they're not all into the, you know, they don't want to write it on the, on the screen. They want to go and talk to you. They want to actually sit down and have a, maybe it's a three hour discussion, (laughs) but it's so meaningful and impactful. Um, But I wanted to get into in, in all of this too is church. You've mentioned to me before and I loved how you said this and it wasn't a, you know, in a in a in a bad sense. You just said, you know, we have churches today that are filled with, you know, people, like kids have beanie hats and their skinny jeans, which is fantastic because it's you know, they're in there, they're doing their thing. It's just the way that it is. But you also said and stressed how imperative it is that we have people there with some gray hair in church. Um, can you just briefly say what it is that why that is actually
1: well when i was going through a bible program it was a three-year intensive bible uh, uh school on biblical manhood now for the females out there don't get insulted it was something <laughs> that was um, really going through the church and big time back then it back in the 90s i would say but our founder and leader and teacher said, uh, "You know, I never trust a church that doesn't have a lot of gray hair, or at least some gray hair in it." And that's there's some there's some great wisdom. I've I've seen churches that are ninety five percent young people, but they got some of those older folks in there, and usually those people are very servant oriented. Yes, and in a world where everybody's trying to climb the ladder to leadership. The, the seniors show us that true leadership is at the bottom of that ladder. And that's wow. exactly what, you know, Christ did when he stooped and washed feet. So, um, and the other thing is about what you just said about your children seeing folks at Walmart. Um, seniors are, are like almost kept alive. They're blood flowing when they see children. First yeah. thing they're going to tell you about is their grandchildren. That's I mean, exactly it. Yeah. They're going to they used to open up their wallets. Now they show you on their smartphones, whatever. So, but listen, what I what I do when I'm interviewing seniors and it's a funny thing, I can't even explain it. I cannot tell you a formula I mean, I've had journalism courses, obviously. I've had communication courses. I can't even explain what happens. But there's a dynamic that happens in the interview. And it's sort of like Mariano Rivera's cutter pitch. You know, he said, the Lord gave me that. Well, I feel like God's given me something with seniors. I can't explain it. But somewhere in the middle of the interview or toward the second, third, uh, uh yeah the, the, you know the, the end of the second third of the interview something comes out mm. <laughs> and yes. and i can't even tell you what it is even if i do a little research on the person ahead of time and um it's it's amazing and the other thing about seniors is not just history lessons we mentioned decades of experience there's metaphors galore In seniors, and I think young listeners, oh, they'll they'll just they'll they'll eat this stuff up. In fact, um, I I have a feeling you know we're going to be hearing from a lot of young people about this this very show. Um, The other thing is, in our culture, um, is not necessarily like other cultures. In other cultures, uh, they're solicitous to um, a, a, a mature person. Uh, I remember somebody saying that when he was in Africa that the people were practically uh, walking over each other to get to the man's baggage. They didn't want this old guy carrying his own baggage. I can carry right. my own baggage. No, 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 no. I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, it was, like, it was almost like an honor, you know, and I don't have to tell you about the Eastern cultures of Chinese and Japanese. And so um, I feel like I always also, in the middle of these interviews, want to honor them. Yeah. And when you honor a senior it's it's like honoring anybody. If you went to your daughter's recital and I've seen little children at recitals that are 3, 4 years old and they can't do the ballet for anything or <laughs> a little play. But you know what they do in the middle of their line that they're supposed to be dancing, they go, Hi mommy, hi grandpa. <laughs> hi grandpa. Yep. You're honoring them. You're honoring yep. these children. You're putting them up on stage. And that's what I love to do with seniors. And I would love to invite my young listeners to to, to draw on that humility yes. and give give our podcast a chance. Um you know, you you introduced me as the senior editor. It's a play. Yes, it's a play. It's that. a play on words. Uh, let's face it. You know, in every masthead in a magazine or news magazine or whatever newspaper, you'll see uh, publisher, editor in chief, and then you'll see the senior editor. Well, obviously, I am interviewing seniors, so I call myself the senior editor. But and you I, are, and I am, and boy, I've got my stripes. But I will tell you, um, after all these years of interviewing seniors. I would I I I can honestly tell you Kenny there's never been one that's exactly the same as the other. It's mm-hmm. like snowflakes, it's like fingerprints. There are no two seniors alike. And one of the things as we wrap up here, I think we got like 4 minutes. Um I want to stress that American culture particularly but it's 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 the pride of people that want to caricatureize Seniors and you 'll see these sitcoms or movies, and you see a senior has a role, and a mm-hmm. lot of times they 're talking about sex or you know you almost feel like these seniors are all sexaholics i mean it's, it's <laughs> this is like this is how they portray yeah. the, the golden uh, nuggets that these people the wisdom that that we should be cherishing and writing into our scripts. Uh, some some fantastic representation of aging and elderhood. Instead, we caricaturize them. We we make a cartoon out of them. And and the sad thing is these older actors, they act it out. They, they pull it off a little bit. Or, you know, the yeah. seniors cantankerous. The seniors uh, yep. a little clueless as to what's really going on in the world, you know. So when I interview seniors, I try to do polar opposite of that polar opposite and I Mm -hmm. invite my young listeners to please give this a chance give it some listening and you'd be surprised what you're going to see and I bet you we're going to have some young people writing us and saying hey have I got a senior for
0: you yes I absolutely agree with you it's going to be a fantastic ride I'm looking forward to it big time um, I already know from, you know, being in the background, kind of being part of this already, uh, how much is already there ready to offer to the listeners. So we do appreciate your listenership. I just want to quickly say this to you as well. You, you real quick, you mentioned body, soul, spirit, family unit, um, all of that. How does that wrap up into this well, we're
1: gonna we're gonna be exploring um, a lot of seniors. I just talked to like a ninety year old guy who's written one hundred twenty books, and he said to me he loves the Silver Sneakers. That's that's a organization that keeps seniors fit. And he, he has his own little spin on it. And I have a friend who uh, um, became a triathlete at 60 years old. Now he's teaching his grandkids. So oh. um, then and as far as the mind goes, you know, there's uh, very few people who have been admired in Christendom more than Dallas Willard. Well, as Dallas aged, he's, he passed away. But as he aged, a lot of younger people... Uh, began to be attracted to him. C.S. Lewis in the last century uh, died early in the 60s, but, I, I mean, we're still reading his books. Um, right. there are, and, and that's another thing we're going to be doing, the mind. The mind is still creating sometimes the best works. I'm, I'm a screenwriter by avocation. You know, as a, I don't do it full time. But um, the King's Speech uh, won uh, best script. Uh, t- probably ten years ago, and it was by a senior. <laughs> it, he wow. was the old. He said, "I think I'm the oldest screenwriter who's ever won an Academy Award." Wow. I mean, this is the kind of thing that should be going on. I know a gentleman down in Nashville who writes devotionals. He's 93, and just came out with a new one. And we're going to be interviewing him. So these are the kinds of things we're going to interview the senior next door and the famous senior, the not so famous senior. <laughs> You know, grandpa, grandma, whatever. So, thank you, Kenny, for uh, this premiere show. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure. Usually, I'm on the other end
0: of the mic interviewing. Right. Now, I'm being interviewed. This is great. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad to be a part of this. So, thank you, uh, Mr. Senior Editor. Uh, we're looking forward to this whole thing, and uh, all of you guys out there that are listen now, get ready. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting, and it is exciting. So, thank you so much.